All right, we're going to try this one more time. We are on wisdom, and we're going to see how long before it cuts us off. This is uh, our This Week in Outrage show uh, that we do weekly, roughly, uh, where Lisa and I talk about what was sort of in the news, what caught our attention, and maybe other some other silly stuff that isn't exactly uh, that deep or that heavy. But sometimes we drill down, sometimes we don't, sometimes we joke around, kind of a little bit of all that. We look at things that we saw in the news this week or saw in memes or whatever. And this show is, you know, basically unscripted. We have some notes we work from, and there's no, uh, you know, I, the only editing I might do is to cut out, you know, failures and errors, but otherwise I don't really do any editing. It's not recorded on fancy equipment. We're just chatting into our phone, into my phone, and we're live on a platform called Wisdom, where folks can jump in and uh, add their thoughts and or introduce some something they saw in the week, or uh, they can also chat with me live. If you are wanting to do that, you can join using the Wisdom app. You can join and, and follow me, David Beckmeyer, on Wisdom, and I do this on a semi-regular basis. We try to do it on Sunday afternoons, Sunday early evenings or afternoons, and um, so, and you would get, if you follow me, you would get a little notice saying that. And then uh, this is not like my normal podcast, which is uh, scripted and um, I interview scientists, authors, and experts, and that show is edited and uh, with, with experts talking about various things, um, about outrage in society, outrage in media, outrage in politics, and uh, sort of lowering the temperature. So anyway, here we are at our weekly thing. How are you doing, Lise? I'm doing great. How are you, babe? I've been looking forward to chatting today because I have so many little ideas. Well, I don't have a lot, but I mean, I know you have a lot. So I know. I mean, I well, think we, it's have, a... and we just have a lot to say. That's the thing. Yeah. But let's let's back up a little bit. I say you um, tell people that you talk to scientists all the time, and I want to talk about my chemistry experiment today, which is sitting in front of you in your glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'd like to cheers, and um, I've already tried it, and it's way too spicy for me. <laughs> <laughs> got to tone it down a bit. So this is, we need to lower the temperature on this We drink. need to lower the temperature on this cocktail, yeah. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> Woo! That baby has got a kick. But is it delicious? It's tasty. It is tasty. Okay. Okay. Whew. I gotta be, now i got to be more prepared for my next step. <laughs> my eyes are watering. I thought I prepared you. I already told you it was super spicy. I know, but usually you're super spicy and my super spicy aren't quite on the same page. But wow, that one's got a kick. Well, yeah. So. All right. So I know you said you had a lot of stuff. Well, um, let's just go straight to what we want to talk about. All right, what do you want to jump into? Crazy Bobo, man. Yeah, so, yeah, so, okay, so you start with your 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 thoughts on that. Well, okay, so, well, my thoughts are, shall we tell, kind of recap? Well, yeah, maybe tell Just do a recap what we're talking about She's here. A, the um, senator, is she a senator? No, she's, she's a, a representative, representative in Colorado. From Colorado, yeah. A smaller district what in is Colorado. She, what is she called, something Barbie? She's, well, and now she's got a whole bunch of new names. I know, she's got a bunch of new names, but she's called, uh, uh, yeah, Capitol Hill Barbie or something. Yeah, and um, and she's a terrible person to begin with. She's uh, she's you know, well, she's one of those performers, right? Like total performer. She'll like dur- like during the um, State of the Union, she her and um, Marjorie <coughs> would jump out of their seats and heckle Yell stuff. And, and, yeah, but also like she she was like on a modeling site. They like found her on a modeling site, right? Because her- they're looking for this certain look, and then she sort of took on this persona and she's right. been acting it out ever since. Right. Like, I don't think she has a lot of ideology that she really believes in here. It's just Well, like, no, just that you can carry a gun, which, okay, yeah, fine. Whatever. Maybe she's even into We don't even know how much she's into that. Because, That's true. Well, because it all seems like an act to me. But wait, what was her restaurant called? Yeah, it was something about, yeah, guns it wasn't, and something. It, was, it, or, was, it, was, it wasn't Hooters, it was Shooters? Shooters, I think, yeah. Yeah. And, 
you know, but even that is like, okay, there's an opportunity to exploit here, so I'm going to do that in my small town. You know, I don't know how much she believes in any of this. It's all just a, a way to, like, have a career and get in the news, you know? It doesn't seem like she believes in very much, and I could be wrong, but that's just the way she comes off to me. Well, you know, and it's like, um, I thought, well, you know, maybe she is trying to be smart and stuff, and then I saw the video. <laughs> well, the video and all of it, yeah. Yeah, so she went to see, in Denver, the musical version of Beetlejuice. And she sat on the aisle where, by the way, I don't know how come the camera... Was the camera on her because she needs security? Well, this is my question. Right. Why do we even have this video? Like, how did this get recorded and why did this get recorded? Is this like a a cropping of a larger video of the whole room? That's what I'm wondering. Because it looks like it's just focused on them. It does. And, And by the way... That was some pretty good quality video. How come we can't get that in gas station robberies? Uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like exactly. And that was my one of my big questions. Why do we even have this video? Like, is some, did someone say, "Oh, that's her. We better film her," or she she, she like had a reputation or, for this? Or stuff? just the theater has uh, security cameras. But is that's a weird security camera? Doesn't it seem like. Yeah. It's it's like a, I think it's like an infrared or something. Not infrared, but well, yeah, because it's a, a, it's a night you can see a night vision sort. camera, right? Well, because the lights are it's off. dark. I know, but it's like it's still weird that we even have this video. There's something weird about that. Like, oh yeah, but but, uh, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Except for nothing's going to come of it. No. But but how? In, Actually, okay. something might come because she barely won her district last time. People might be well, sort of okay. fed up with their so, antics. So okay, so and what, she's in a very red area. So what happened was, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, if your mother, won. if your mother saw that man, she would anybody's oh. mother. Yeah, you would get a talking to. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But basically, so she's in this theater with somebody because her and her husband are um, in the process of getting divorced, like many other people. Okay, fine, no problem. You're allowed to date, whatever. Right. But he's grabbing her. Boobs, and she's wearing a pretty provocative dress, but you know, she's got a nice shape, she can wear whatever she wants. I don't care. He's grabbing her boobs in front of everybody. She's there's oh, kids there, too. There's by the kids way. there. She is rubbing his crotch. Yep, she's vaping. And a pregnant woman behind her asked her, Can you please not vape? She said, Nope, I can vape. What if I want you? She's being loud and singing and dancing. And so they ask her to stop it, and she doesn't. So they come in and they forcibly remove her. Well, yeah. Not forcibly. They didn't put their hands on her, her but they asked her to leave strongly, and uh, she pulled out the whole. <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, and... that always works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've used it a couple times. I go, do you know who I am? And they go, uh, no. And I go, you shouldn't. Don't worry, <laughs> I'm, I'm nobody. <laughs> and they laugh, and then they give me a nice table. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Do you, know, you know who I am? Yeah. Um, oh boy, that is spicy. I'm getting used to it now. I'm, li- I'm liking it. <laughs> Just took that first shot to you know prep me. <laughs> but yeah, so so here's my thing. Okay, I want to hear your thing. Well, here's my thing. Um, that got, that's another space filler sentence, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so she's not in our district. No. So what do we care? Except for she does make things a little crazy. Um, for it's everybody. a good question. Like, why do we care? But um, I mean, some of it is this norms that are just being broken down everywhere. But so I'm here. I'm seeing on on the social medias because that's where I get my news. Like ninety percent of y'all, um, they're saying you go ahead and contact the the ethics committee about this. Can I do that if she's not my representative? I don't know. I just suppose there's probably a way to get hold of the ethics committee. Now, whether oh, they no, would they're, care. They're, 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 all you have to do is go on social media and, and it's there. People say, please 
please contact there about the behavior of this. So we'll, cl- we'll include links to all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question is, is like, is it appropriate for us? If she's not in our district. She's not in our district. She doesn't represent well, yeah, us, but I guess she if, does if affect us. If, you're, if your complaint is along the lines of what I was saying about sort of the ethics and norms of, of Congress and the standards of Congress, then that applies, I guess, to every member of Congress, right, in theory, right? So if you made a complaint like that, yeah, I suppose your voice might be... Uh, it's certainly... Whether they'll take it, you know, whether they care about what you say or not is a whole different thing, but it's certainly a voice that they, that is, is a valid concern, I think. You know, because that's a lot of it, too. You have all these people complaining about people that aren't in their district and trying to do something about that. Like, yeah, there's, there's not much they can do if that district is in favor of them. But like I said, she barely won last time, and she's in a very red district, so she, she might be a little bit vulnerable. So this was her statement. The past, the past few days have been difficult and humbly, and I'm truly sorry. While none of my actions or words as a private citizen that night were intended to be malicious or meant to cause harm, I, the reality is they did, and I regret that. Hmm. She does not remember vaping, and she, all she remembers is being guilty of is singing loudly. Well, that's the other thing. She totally was denying the yes, whole groping and all that, that stuff. Yeah. She was denying that that ever happened. And then there's video, right? So right. And she's classic. denied that anybody asked her to be quiet. She's denying. She denied any all of that. Yeah, and she was denying it hard. Yes. Right up until oh, but here's she video. says I wasn't vaping. It was the heavy fog machines and electronic cigarettes they were being used during the show. Were there electronic cigarettes I'm, in? Maybe. I were there no some smoking in Beetlejuice? I don't remember. Probably. Remember. I don't know. But anyway. She's... Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Well, I love how like, the, the minute thing is deny, deny, deny. And then, like, okay, um, you, we have all of your, all of this on video. Right. And then she's talking that it's just hard because she's going through a divorce. I've tried to handle it, handle it with strength and grace, but I simply fell short of my values on Sundays. On Sunday. Well, I mean, seriously, like you said, there's kids there, and you're giving the guy oh, a, well, a hand job through his pants? Right, well, here's the other part. I guess, and I haven't verified that this is true, but there's now also claiming that the boyfriend guy in the theater yeah. owns a bar where they do drag shows, so she supposedly is so mad at drag shows, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, Bobo. You know, and claiming drag shows or the grooming and all that, or the inappropriate behavior and stuff like that. And that, that apparently he's got a bar where they do drag shows. So. Okay. Again, it's that inconsistency, you know, kind of stuff. Well, you know, and this is, the, tell me, I mean, I need to work on myself because why am I shocked at this? Why am I outraged? Why am I shocked about this? We, this is like, I should, it should be like, oh yeah, this is how our life is now. Well, I mean, that's she the bad thinks, part. We're she coming to just accept is, it. Right. She thinks, she goes, oh, you know, um, it's been humbling and difficult. I, I don't know why. This is, you You do crazy stuff like this all the time. This is exactly expected out of you. Well, oh, and by why. the way, she's a grandma, right? Is she the one that's a grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's the she, one she's that. She's like got a 17-year-old kid who has a kid. had a kid and she, with a 15-year-old and that they, she released the 15-year-old's name earlier. And the 15-year-old's family was not happy, nor should they have been. That's terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have that much more to say about the whole thing just because Well, it when is. you first saw it, were you like going... I mean, also, too, we, we laugh at it. Well, which... it's that whole hypocrisy thing. Like, you're going to be cheering, you know, talking about all this stuff. And, and then and then you just behave like that. And, and But, it, you know, we're so... People are so divided now. There's not much your own guy can do to get in trouble at this point. If you support them, you continue to support them. Um, you know, there's, there's no line people can cross anymore, it seems like. So we'll see if there's any, if this makes any difference. People have short memories too; they forget stuff pretty fast. So, see how it all plays out. But they do. It is crazy. It is pretty wild. And it, like it's just so, you know, the loudest voices are always the ones doing the stuff that they're so much complaining about, right? It's just been proven in our lifetime, over and over. Whether you know, on all, on all sides, not even just talking about one side or the other, just. Anybody that's screaming really loudly at something, you should usually question that because they're probably the ones <laughs> most guilty of whatever it is they're screaming about. Most protests so too much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about something that actually happened happened in our lives. Happened to us really. Like we went to a baseball game. We did go to a baseball game. Which we haven't been to that many games this year. No. So we went to a baseball game, and I noticed. I mean, I and I just want to talk about like here we are most of the way through a season, and we've got the pitch clock, and I. And I forget the numbers, but like the number of three-hour games is like dramatically games under three hours has dramatically gone up, right? It's almost all of them are, are around three hours or so now, right? Dramatically gone down, you mean? No, I mean the number of games that exceed three hours has gone down, right? Like yes. so many games now are under three hours. Yeah, okay. Um, and and um, and so you know, so it's, it's had that huge effect. I mean, it's a gigantic effect. So I was curious as sort of we talk about being sort of sports fans and especially being baseball fans for a long time. Like what? What's your thought after most of a year about the pitch clock? Um, I think that since okay, just so there's some context here, you and I have been to hundreds of professional baseball games. I mean, literally hundreds of professional baseball games. And so, we saw our team win a few times. <laughs> are you kidding? No, we saw I know, a World just, Series. Are you, I know, are you I'm just talking kidding. about? Yeah. <laughs> but that's how baseball is. You win yeah. some, you lose some. Right, of course. And But I still get that feeling of like, oh, it's already over? I oh, get even, that feeling. Even on the other you know, hundreds of games that didn't have a pitch clock. Right, because you know, it was like, lot, lot, there were always longer games. Right. Especially the last innings were always longer than all the earlier innings because of all well, the pitching changes and everything. Well, yeah, but also, I, not only does is the pitching faster, but people come up and do their bullshit rituals at the at the home plate. Right, stopped. they don't get the same time. For they don't that. get the same. They, they don't get any so time you need to that. do so, your ritual remember now. Remember, Panda and, did a bunch oh, of stuff, Lord. and it was like drive us crazy. Yeah, you know, and they always did the joke where the, someone said they go out there every time and they write. Um, you know this whole verse <laughs> when they're doing panda. Yeah. But but we have our own panda now. We have a new panda. You like you? You think Jock is the new panda? I do think Jock's the new panda. Well, I was thinking a couple things. One is, okay. you know, like I, I think there should be some umpire or some discretion or something once in a while for like special things that happen. Like if a player, you know, kind of is coming back to the team after being gone for a few years, and you kind of the fans want a little extra time to applaud for him. It's like a, it's almost like the umpire should have a discretion there to add ten seconds or fifteen seconds for that or something. Or a pause. Yeah, just a pause or something for that. And I think that would be nice because that's that's a part of baseball too, where the fans get to be more involved and mm-hmm. get to show appreciation for those kind of larger events. Somebody you know meets a threshold and they were on an away game, 
you know, they'd cross over some big hits number, and then they get to the home stadium for the first time. It'd be nice to give them a little extra time to get some applause from the fans, stuff like that. Okay. I think that's maybe one thing they could do. I also, it's okay, kind of, done. I've got that taken care of. Done. Done. <laughs> I think another thing I was thinking about, I wonder, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but I wonder if it's worth experimenting with, like, you know, the ninth inning, maybe the timers all go up a little bit, just so you, just because it's, maybe if the score's within a certain range, or who knows what, or just always happens in the ninth inning. Because a lot of times the night, you know, there's like the fans want a little more time to sort of soak it in if they're winning or vice versa. You know, the team wants more strategy time and stuff like that to try to do a comeback. I'm just wondering if it makes sense. Because the games have gotten so short, you know, that we have a little bit of latitude that maybe we could add, you know, 15 minutes or 10 minutes at the end if we if it costs that much to like maybe lengthen those timers a little bit in the ninth inning just to add a little bit. I don't know. Just a... But it might it might break up the rhythm too because they're so used to the short timers and they get to the ninth and they'd be longer. But I don't know. It just feels like sometimes in the ninth inning you want that little bit more drama, you know, of how we end this game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know if that's a good idea or not. It's something I thought of though, because the the thing is working so well. These games are all so short now that we have a little latitude. You could put ten minutes back into the game; it wouldn't hurt anything. Well, yeah. Well, and one thing we did talk about is I wonder what that does to concession sales. Yeah, you were talking about that too. Yeah, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We, um, you'd think it would be, you'd think it would do something, yeah. Well, you figure it can, when, when you buy a hot dog, 50% of that goes straight back into the team. Yeah. Um, so, um, when, um, so if they, if now the game's an hour shorter, what has that done to concession sales? Be interesting. Yeah, I, don't think, I haven't seen any reports about that, but I was just curious to get your thoughts on the whole pitch clock thing. I, I don't think it's ruined baseball the way a lot of people were sort of talking about. No, I don't think it's ruined baseball. It's definitely changed it though. It's definitely a lot shorter, but I do wonder about the economics of it, mm -hmm. and I do um, wonder how long they could keep. Um, well, you know, it's all supply and demand, I guess. You know, we got really good prices these last couple times because the teams that we're, be, we're playing were not exactly. Um, yeah. Although we are in a, we are in a um, race. Or did we finish that race yet? Are we out? I don't know if we're out. I think we're, I think you're always like the wild card is so many options that you're yeah. always kind of in the, you know, it's part of what makes baseball more interesting because teams feel like they're still in it a lot longer than they used to. Like, you used to be out of it by mid-season, then you got yeah. half a year to do nothing, you know. So, yeah. wild card, I think, has helped with that to keep more teams in the hunt. Makes it more interesting for fans. Those will you hunt. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Yeah, I, I do want to... I do would like... I would like to see an economic... Like a breakdown? Yeah, the Freakonomics on that. Yeah. All right, well, what else you got? Well, I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a callback from something we talked about a long time ago, okay. and it's actually local news. So hey, look at me. <laughs> so um, our school board I don't know about everybody's school board. Our school board has a student member of the school board. So we elect the members of the school board, and then we they there's also a student member who goes to all the meetings, has the same vote as every, as all the other people and stuff. But our new um, student member was announced. Mm. And it's a senior. Okay. Um, and there's two, there's two student um, uh, members. 
she was named first. I'm trying to figure out how she um, how she got chosen. She'll participate in board meetings. She'll offer insight, uh, issue effective uh, issues affecting students, and collaborate with other board members to shape educational policy. They will have a preferential vote, meaning they could express their preference on motions before they vote. Yeah, I remember I looked this up before as to how they get selected, and I, I don't have it in front of me right now. But um, she also works. This is this young lady. Let's face it; she's working on her college resume, but she's working um, with unhoused students, trying to help them find stable environments so that they can continue their education. Um, it is an honor to be selected as one of the first student board members on the Board of Education. As I begin my term, my goal will be act as a voice for, of my fellow students and become a conduit for positive change. And when I was her age, <laughs> yeah. I could not form that sentence whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm not sure I could form that sentence now. <laughs> and I would be throwing rocks at cars. So I am very proud of this young lady. And... Um, Hope uh, and um, this, I think it's pretty pretty cool that they we have that. I does I don't know if all student uh, school boards have that. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know if they do or not. So I got local news. Nice and yeah, I um I, I remember looking at that before and um and I did look at how they were selected. I can't remember now if it was like the school principals and things like that select or if the student body does it. I can't remember now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's more than one school, uh, one or two schools in the district, so right. I'll have to see. But anyway, okay, what do you got? Um, I don't have a whole lot, so I mean, you want to jump some oh. more stuff off your list? That's yeah. fine. Well, I, 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 want, I do have the next one. I'll do it with you next, but go ahead. Okay. Well, let's talk about Vegas. What about Vegas? <laughs> oh, if they've been hacked big time. Oh, I saw something about that. What do you mean you saw something about it? So right, the big one right that's cur currently um, having their issues right now is the MGM. Although apparently Caesars had it earlier, and they paid the thirty million fine. Mm. And um, and was it, was it China, Russians, or what? By scattered spider attackers, uh, hackers. You know what that is? No, I don't recognize it. Uh, I mean, I know the idea, but I don't know. They didn't, they didn't say the source of it. They didn't know who, where it was coming from. No, but um, they want, of course, they want money. Right. But they, they're, um, put, you know, getting to them right at the, it surprises me, though, because Vegas um, really, they that's a technical dynasty there. I mean. You would think, right? Yeah. I mean, everything they do, they have such high-tech money counters and and you know can't hear their money and the people and facial recognition and i mean they know everything that goes on in those things and so such if that system can be just hacked that's pretty scary it's a hacking group called scattered spider i don't know that one yeah reuters is saying it was uh yeah Six terabytes of data from casino giants. So MGM Caesars. 
So MGM and Caesars. I so guess. there's in, on social media they're showing you pictures of um, slot machines that are down. You can't play the slot machines. It's like the whole reset thing. Uh-huh. Arrow, arrow, four hundred five or four hundred four, whatever. Right. So, you know, and you think about it. That's their Vegas is built strictly on people putting their money on those tables and in those slot right. machines. Right. If you play, you win. As long as people play, they win. Right. If well, people quit playing, they're in trouble. But and as this long is, as people are playing, and this is how much money people play. Term. Think about it this way. They so if you just look at slot machines, just slot machines, they pay back. 98% back in jackpots. Right. It's that 2% is what's paying for that hotel. Right. How much I mean, how much money is being put in if 2% funds that hotel? Right. And every, you know, running the running of that hotel. Yeah, I know. It's not the cost of the rooms because they do the rooms at a minimal because they want you in there playing those um, games. And I don't know what the stats are on the uh, table games, but those slot machines are their bread and butter. They're in similar. They're 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 getting a few percent of everything for sure. No, no, no. I understand that, but you cannot you cannot program the blackjack table to only pay out ninety eight percent. No, no, no. But the slot machines and all the um, electronic machines are programmed that you pay back. Right, X amount. X amount. You got to keep people playing. Well, and also, well, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I have to say that uh, it's bad. But some of the um, videos that people are sending of what's happening in MGM is kind of funny. So your electronic key doesn't work. So you have to be um, es- and they can't make you a new key. So you have to be escorted. And this was the last week. I don't know if they fixed this yet. Maybe I should do a little more research and make sure that uh, I'm not talking about old news. But the old well, news is kind is, of funny. Looks pretty new. Like it's maybe it some this, of this week. is still going on. Yeah. So so you have to be escorted to your room back and forth um, to your room by security. The um, if you have an electronic room where we've all been in that. Well, I don't know if we've all been in that room where you need your key to turn on the lights and stuff. Right. Okay. That if your lights are on, they're staying on. <laughs> Just leave the lights if the off. If the lights are off, they're staying off. Oh my gosh. By the way, hurt. also a lot of these rooms have electronic drapery. So that's open and closed, you know, and I'm saying, okay, well during this part, the, um, mini bar is free for all. <laughs> they can't keep track of the mini bar. Um, but yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, so I guess this is a relative newcomer in the in this uh, cyber hacking ransomware world. Uh, but they have hit at least 100 organizations, most of them in the U.S. and Canada, according to um, somebody who is this. They've about. hit telecoms and uh, what are BPO company? Oh, business processing outsourcing company. They also, uh, but so this apparently this these start with, uh, or at least at least one of them they're talking about started this with this with that classic social engineering attack. You know, kind of like I was saying, be careful of that phone call that you got that one time, or well, you said it was an email, but same kind of thing where it's like it sounds like your boss and they're urgently needing you to do this thing, and you're like freaking out because it's the boss. Oh, the one I got it. from Amazon. Was it from Amazon? I forget what. Yeah, it was they about, go, but... They said, uh, yeah. 
We um, no, but I'm talking about the ones you get from your old boss. I won't use the name. Oh. And it says, oh, she says you have to do this right away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that's what yeah. social engineering will look like. It'll yeah. be like uh, somebody's specific name that you know is kind of like, oh man, I better do that right now. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person that says, does that stuff, right? Right. They send crazy things. And I better do them right now. So they they that's what they, that's a, a lot, often what they use that same tactic. They'll make it look like it's coming from that person that has those kind of requests. And then you do it because like, oh my gosh, I better do this, even though it sounds crazy. And that's, so anyway, that's what they say this, some of these started, as how they got in initially is they, they used that social, I mean, that was part of the attack, let's just put it that way. I don't know if it was the main or only way, but that was part of the attack was social engineering. You know, they say casinos around the world should be on heightened alert because ransomware groups love it when they can get this kind of attention. Well, here's the other, uh, but... Okay, at casinos, you have so much money. Why aren't you on heightened alert every freaking second? <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen Ocean's 11, 12, 13? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's, like, it's right in the movie, man. <laughs> so I, I, was, I had a lot of uh, questions about that. There's, there's a picture in the elevator. Um, it has a, a walkie-talkie in the elevator. It says, if you get stuck, use the walkie-talkie. Elevator phone doesn't work. I'm surprised the elevator... Why would I... I wouldn't get in that elevator. I know. I'm not getting in the freaking elevator. <sighs> everything's, everything's controlled by computers now, so... So I guess it's a group. This group is also called these other names, Scatterswine or Muddled Libra. And they mostly made up of... I don't know how they know this. Individuals aged 18 to 22. Yeah, I saw that, too. And I don't know how they know that either. Yeah, I don't, I don't see they wouldn't know that. Um, anyway, so... Oh, but they said, don't worry, this is not going to affect MGM's credit uh, score. What? <laughs> it's not Moody's said it's not going to impact their uh, credit rating. I'm like, really? I'm sure it's going to uh, yeah, affect I don't their stock price. That much. I, that's probably all kind of semi-bogus data. I, I'd, um... I'm reading Reuters. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at some other sources, and I, I think they're a little soft. Um, I haven't looked at this one. I am in. I am connected into a lot of this kind of world, so I do have a lot of good sources for this. But I haven't really, you know, reached out to anybody that and ask questions about this particular group. But they use social engineering as one of their key attack vectors. Apparently, is what's what's said here. Yeah, so it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it sounds like they already paid fifteen million or something. Uh, Caesar's paid thirty million, but Caesar's stock and MGM stock did take a hit. Yeah, I did see something about that. Yeah. So that's pretty bad and I'm not going to get my credit for playing my slot machine you know those cards they give you oh yeah we're from the old days man when your hands would just get disgustingly dirty from having coins just yeah. and then and then the um, casino started giving you white gloves mm -hmm. remember that yeah those white gloves were so gross oh yeah <laughs> uh. alright well I have this one so I'm sure it has crossed your radar, the Drew Barrymore show. Oh, boy. And saw there was that. more about that this morning. I saw there's some stuff about that today, yeah. So um, so I guess she was going to start her show. She announced that she was going to start the show, and she took... Uh, it was not well-received. Nope. <laughs> so no. now she's deciding to pause it, I think, right? Well, I think it wasn't... But I, she was going to start it, like, 
back up again like today or next tomorrow. week this week or tomorrow or something yeah because tomorrow's supposed to be the you know the start of a new season the talk was i mean let's be fair the talk was going to start tomorrow too and um but um yeah so what happened with that that's the Jen and also the jennifer hudson show was going to start too right well i guess it's a gray area because you're not acting but you do have writers and and uh you guys are actors you are promoting but um, so did the other ones decide not to start too, or we right, don't know? Nobody's starting. They decided none of them decided to start. Well, and I think that let's give a little bit of credit where I think she was thinking those people have to work. Mm-hmm. People have to work. So then let's go back to this. Okay. And this is exactly why they're on strike. So if if you've already... So they're going to play reruns of the show. That's just TV's going to just keep playing reruns. So don't those people all get paid? I mean, I, I understand it's not original pay, but don't all those people get residuals for things they worked on before? I think and it, the answer is no. I think it depends on the contract, right? Most of them no. Most of them no. Most of them are like salaried employees. Right. So, and I think I mean, some of the stars sometimes negotiate residuals, but obviously they don't want to give you that. So most of the time well, like it's the not. The makeup people, the hair people, the set designers, the producers, the... The uh, secretaries, assistants, stuff. Those, all those guys. None of those guys are getting paid. They have no residuals. No. On on um, shows that they worked on, that wouldn't happen if they did. I mean, they're essential to to running the show. Yeah, and I've got a couple people that have said they want to come on the show and talk about this strike because I'm not really an expert on it. I wouldn't what? have a whole lot to add. So you're an expert on everything, babe. Yeah, but um, but they haven't they haven't really. Followed through to actually set up a time, so uh, I got. I should probably push on that because it'd be interesting. I, I it'd be interesting. I think to talk to some of those folks and get their ideas. Well, I did. There's you know people because not everybody lives in Hollywood or New York. You know, there's right. Um, and well, and that's part. Of, isn't part of the complaint a lot of the stuff shipping off to Toronto and other places? Isn't that part of it too? Not really. I don't. I don't know. I shouldn't say I know this, but the problem is, is that. Um. You get paid a lot up front, but you don't get paid for the residuals. Right. And so a lot of these shows, a couple of people told, we're talking on the news, that they're in big shows. They're in, they were in shows that are still really big right now on the streaming platforms, still playing all the time. They're, they can't live on the residuals that they're not making enough to get health care through the union. And they're not, um, they, they're not making enough money to live. With the and these are shows that they did in the last couple of years. And I saw, I don't, and there may be others doing this too, but I saw they were reporting that John Oliver is like doing a tour and then donating all the money back to the union in some way. Well, John Oliver and um, Jimmy Kimmel, it's the five: Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, John Oliver, uh, Stephen Colbert, and Seth Meyers are doing a, a show. Um, where it's just them Zoom. It's just a Zoom show. There's no writers or anything. But to me, that's also a little sketch. Well, but I don't know if they're all donating money back to the writers. I, I so. think they are. Because that's I what, or I don't know. I don't know exactly where they're donating right. money, but they're claiming donating the money somehow back to the. Well, there's a lot of people doing stuff. You know, um, Pam Adlon, Better Things. She is don't, um, basically selling off everything off her set. Like all the art, you know how much art is in that set. I mean, she's got such, so much great art, and so she's. Um, and did you know that most of that art in going back to Better Things? If you haven't watched Better Things, it's a it's a pretty great show. She's she 
writes it, directs it, produces, and stars in it. And it's a, it's, who would think that Bobby Hill could, uh, would do such a great job. But, um, so all the, in the first season, all that art and everything was basically her, all her own stuff. And then she got super worried about it. So she had it, everything all recreated, every piece of art recreated. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's, she's auctioning off all of that. Just basically cleaning out her TV house. Interesting. Yeah, and and other people are doing other things. It's just that I'm not following them or whatever. But so this is four months. We're going on four months. Is it that long? Yeah. Yeah, and they said it could go on for the rest of the year. Yep. And that's kind of why it's interesting to talk about more. It's like what are these final details? It's like the streaming services seem to be the ones kind of holding out. Um, some of the other ones are ready to settle, but the streaming services aren't. So. Something about that. So, anyway, I, th- I thought that had probably crossed your radar, so I was curious to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. All right, so what else you got? So, <laughs> football season's back in a full swing, right? I think it's going, yeah. So, okay, so Aaron Rodgers now plays for the Jets. Well, he doesn't play No, anymore. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. You shouldn't laugh about that. So, at the beginning... At the uh, right, um, some bar in Wisconsin offered right after that game. Mm-hmm. Um, a Wisconsin bar offered free drinks if the Jets lost. After Aaron Rodgers went down, they everyone started running up their tabs like crazy, and you know they wanted the Jets. The Jets won. did finally win that game. Oh yeah, yeah people were like, "What?" No, so. they, yeah, that guy made a killing. That's a that's a terrible bet. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, the poor people were just freaking out, going, "Oh yeah, but the, um, they're gonna run. Their Jets are definitely gonna lose now that uh, Mister Rogers is gone." Does anybody call him Mister Rogers? I don't think so. Okay, and also <sighs> Giuliani. <laughs> I didn't see what what was he doing okay. this week. This is my interpretation. Okay. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna take poetic license with. The, All right. With this, this is my interpretation. But you know, the um, last Monday um, was uh, September 11, 9 11, and um, he was, he was he went to some commemorative ceremony, but um, it um, Camilla. Was there too? Camilla Harris was also at the same ceremony. Kamala, but okay. Oh gosh, yeah. Our vice president was also there. Mm-hmm. It's easy to remember. Just just say comma. It starts with comma. Okay, like fine, a, but I'm just getting like worked up about Rudy, so don't. It, okay. Okay. But so he was on a, some podcast or some news group where he just went on about how I almost died at nine eleven, and they're t- giving Kamala Harris. Um, and you know, he says it all wrong too. Right. And then he goes on about how much he hates her. <laughs> okay. It's like, dude, really? You have no, cl- you have zero class. That guy has zero class. Yeah, well, that's not new. No, but it was just like, why are you? Why are you just continuing on? You, you know what? He's already broke. He has no nowhere to go. But he was just losing his mind about how much he hates. Um, the vice president. It's like, what are you doing? She, she's not well liked in general. No, I don't love her. I really don't love her. You know, first woman vice president ever. I should be more supportive. 
don't really love her. But um, it's just, to me, I don't know, it's, he's becoming like the freaky old grandpa. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this, but this started a while ago, but yeah. Yeah, he's definitely gone down that path. Oh, my God, it's so bad. I know, it's embarrassing to, to watch. It is really. embarrassing, but I, I laughed at it. Okay, what do you have? Well, I'll drop one in. <clears throat> so, Sir, Sir Ian Wilmot. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. The British scientist behind the cloning program that produced Dolly the Sheep in 1996 died from Parkinson's disease Sunday, according to the University of Edinburgh. He was 79. We've seen Dolly, didn't we? We've seen we Dolly. We saw Dolly. We saw Dolly. We didn't know back. We didn't see Dolly when she was alive. No, we didn't see Dolly when she was alive. But yeah, Dolly's stuffed in the museum at Edinburgh. And then right, and we were like, ew, ew. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. It started a lot of that. That uh, started a lot of debate over ethics. Now, has there been a lot more cloning like that since then? I think having a bunch of countries outlawed it. Let's see, over forty countries subsequently outlawed human cloning, which okay, that makes sense. While further developments in gene therapy have rendered Wilmot's process obsolete in medical research. But, uh, so they don't use whatever he processed he used. I guess they use different ones for that now. Where does the, um, yeah, okay, I'm, yeah, well, good so luck. So hat tip. Yeah, hat, yeah, tip of the hat. Sir Ian Wilmot. People do go to that museum just to see the stuffed sheep. And named after Dolly Parton. And, um, I don't know how we don't know if it's not. What would be really good is when Dolly dies, if they stuff Dolly next. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know, that's bad. No. That's bad. Because Dolly's never going to die because she is amazing. Um, um, <laughs> okay, so are we done with our outrage? No, yeah. I'm not done with my no, outrage. Because 50 years of hip-hop. Still, okay. 50 years of hip-hop. And um, so, um, uh, what's the, Rolling Stone put out the um, 100 Greatest Songs, but it, it, it is West Coast Hip Hop, but it's the 100 Greatest Songs. The first 30, 30 I'm like, no, no, I, I don't know. Who did this? Who did this list? Um, actually, um, Tyler, the creator. No. Not he did not do it. Rolling Stone did it, but Todd Craig's in it. But um, it's it's terrible. Hmm. It's terrible. And I want to say, you know, maybe just stock, stick with your top twenty because those are good. But everything else is so bad, and they've like really left out some really good songs. They have the Black Eyed Peas in here. If you're gonna gonna narrow it down, you would think they wouldn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's odd. Yeah, so I was not um, happy, and I would like to uh, speak to your boss. I'm gonna go a little Karen on you. <laughs> I'd like to speak to the manager. I'd like to speak to the manager, and I'd like this list fixed immediately. <laughs> um, Black Eyed Peas are not hip hop. Please take them off the list. I'm not saying they're a bad band. I'm just saying this. It's not appropriate to have them on here. Yeah. Well, there's other stuff that should probably take that spot first. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of other things that should take that spot. So, 
And there's also a lot of things like, oh, I forgot they were, uh, but, um, I'm sorry, Macklemore should not be on this list. Is Atmosphere on there? Uh, I'm I'm sure Eminem must be on there. West Coast. He's not West Coast. Mm, And mm. neither's, and neither's Atmosphere. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot you said West Coast. Yeah. Well, at first I didn't realize this was West Coast and I started to go, what the F? What's going on here? And, um. So there must be some too short on there. Oh yeah, I'm so happy we got to see too short finally. Yeah, that was cool. And not just in the wild. Well, you know, I've been on this kick. I think I told you that I sort of been down this path of like archaeology and early humans and all that stuff. But how often do you think of the Roman Empire? I don't know. Not really that often. <laughs> Once in a while. That's <laughs> okay. 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 So, I have a thing related to that. So, that some archaeologists revealed a new cave site near modern-day city of Valencia, Spain, with more than 100 uh, Paleolithic paintings. Wow. So, that's kind of That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and one reason that's interesting, I mean, I add on to that with, you know, that this... I think there's a couple things. One is, like, you kind of forget, or I certainly kind of forgot, because this is like grammar school sort of stuff, I guess. But Plus, I bet things have changed a lot since I didn't really... Uh, spent a lot of time in this space, but um, that how long the Stone Age was, right? I mean, we were in this Stone Age um, mode for so long, like depending how far back you go, mode. what you call a human, um, you know, it could be you could say millions of years, and, and so technology just didn't change that much until like you know the last like ten thousand years, and it's just I mean it did I mean there was improvements through that period of the different ages of the Stone Age, right? The middle, mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and, and and late Stone Age. But it didn't change that much. I mean, you still had, you were still all stone-based tools. Not all stone-based tools, but, but primarily, and you had bone and, and, and some wood as well. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, it was just interesting that, 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 like our, what's interesting about that to me is that how, uh, how, um, that's like 98% of human existence, that time period, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and so this last, you know, so, so basically all this recorded history and sort of post, you know, that we think of is so short, you know, such a short amount of time in, in this big time span. And I think it's hard for us to imagine, fathom that many years. Like, I mean, it's hard to fathom a thousand years, right? I mean, that's a lot. Hard to, it's hard to, it's kind of even hard to fathom, you know, 500 years or a few hundred years, but it's a little bit more, you can kind of get a sense of what that means a little bit. You can sort of say, okay, that is like, I don't know, 10, 15 generations or something. And you kind of say, okay, that kind of makes sense. But something like a thousand years or 10,000 years, or certainly like a hundred thousand years, like we have, like, that's just a thing you can't really com- comprehend very well. No, not at all. And, uh, but it's just kind of interesting that they would, that people started doing art, you know, as early as they did. We've been... You know, so we've had this, you know, and they don't know, we, we don't know what people, was in people's minds, you know, when they were doing this, you know, is this religious stuff? Is this, you know, sort of magic hunting base? Like they're sort of like, I, I'm just going to improve my hunting and, and gathering and all that sort of stuff. Or is it, you know, just an art, artistic expression for, for not a Or is it communication? Some of is it, it yeah. basic communication? Right. But it's, it, it's interesting that, you know, that, that art crept in to our society you know as long long ago as it did yeah 
So this is supposedly the largest Paleolithic cave in eastern Iberia. Or largest, I don't know, that's a weird sentence. I don't know exactly how that, I'm not supposed to read that. But it's interesting, this cave art, you know, they do, they did, they, you know, and they were drawing pictures of, of a lot of things, you know, related to their lives, you know, the animals and things like that that they hunted and other things. And then sometimes they would actually draw people too. Uh, it's just it's just kind of wild. That That's what I'm saying. It's is it art or I mean it's art obviously. Well, and some of it is probably stuff like um, you know a lot of it seems to be like you know hunting magic and and fertility magic, right? These were things they were concerned about, and you know because that's like <laughs> taking up a lot of your time just eating and and having babies, right? But anyway, I, I just thought that was kind of cool that that another 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 art site like that was discovered. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Um, I'll going back to my list of. Um, you'll be happy to know that your favorite song, um, "Rack City," is on this, <laughs> on this list. Okay, well that that uh, that that fits right in with my little archaeology thing. Since like the the ideal woman, you know, was chubby and big breasted. <laughs> if you look at all the little figurines they made, right. <laughs> Chubby and big-breasted. Wow, you know exactly. <laughs> you are. You well, swim off, I'll swim me off my feet, baby. I mean, it makes sense that fat would actually be, like, treasured. Because, I mean, that's a great way to carry around extra weight and get through a time period. Right? It's very efficient. I can carry around an extra 50 pounds of food. Hey, well, that guy who... Um, on the show alone... Yeah, that's maybe. what he did. He, like, carried up 75 pounds of food. He just bulked up and just survived off that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he won, right? He won. Yeah. And Spoiler it, alert, he won. There's a new alone out right now, isn't there? I don't know, maybe. Um, might be. I'm still behind. I, there's a couple more I need to go finish. I haven't been back to it in a while. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that if you think about you know all these concerns, big concern about having food, right? I mean, it just that was that was consumed a lot of time. And a lot of effort and energy and thought. So, you know, carrying around, being fat is actually a pretty good thing. It's very efficient to carry around 50 pounds of food. <laughs> you can make it through, the, you know, a bad time. Stuff like that, right? So that's a that's a good trait. I guess so. And that's probably why our stupid bodies now love to hold on to that fat, right? <laughs> they don't want to let go of it. <laughs> it's all and that. back to basics. Yeah. All right, but so what else you got on yours? We, we want to try to wind up. We can wind up, and then we, then we won't get cut off, probably. You were trying to cut me off, babe. I know. Well, how much more you got? I could come up with stuff all night, actually. <laughs> I know, right? There's too many things. Um, well, remember way back in... Um, when did this happen? So, um, I have to get my um, bearings on this. Um, in Kentucky, if did, you remember the name Kim Davis, does that ring a bell to you? It rings a bell, but I can't remember exactly what it was. She was the one that refused to do a um, a uh, marriage certificate. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. In yeah. 2015. Yeah, and then she got she got she, they ran a couple ran against her, right? A gay couple ran against her, I think. What do you mean, ran against her? Like, she was, 
running for some position. No, 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 no. She was like the county clerk. She was just a secretary. Well, no, but I think she tried to... Um, but I think she ran for some position and lost against a gay couple, I think. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, you're getting... Yeah, I think you're all... Getting that wrong? Okay. I think you're all wacky. All right, I'm all wrong. Sorry. So a gay couple went in to get a marriage license, and she wouldn't do it. And um, so it became a big deal, and she was... Um, all indignant. Well, it finally finished up in court, and she has to pay that couple a hundred thousand dollars. Interesting. The jury, and it's a jury trial. Jury awarded damages to the two men. You know, they're both named David. Oh, really? David yeah. and David. David and David. Yeah. So they. So county clerk Kim Davis has to pay that couple for denying them a marriage certificate, a hundred thousand dollars. So interesting. So that's a that's a find out story. That's an effort, yeah. So that happened. So it's interesting that that I I don't I don't know the details of that case, but um, it's so it's interesting that. She has to pay, like her personally, not the city or the whatever she worked for? I don't know. So, have you heard um, the name Anita Dunn? I have heard that name as well. I don't now currently remember exactly what that is. Anita Dunn, she's the current um, uh, PR specialist, spin specialist for um, the White House right now. But... Um, a while ago, she um, she had a PR um, firm, and it turns out that her her PR PR firm was working for a state governor um, on a sexual harassment case, and also the victim of that sexual harassment. And so, I'm kind of wondering. Why this is huge news now, but I think that the woman who thought that she was being represented by a company who had her her own interest at heart, you know, it just goes to show you never know. Yeah. So they did. Uh, the court found Davis personally liable. Oh, you you went you're down another rabbit hole. Well, I just went back to it because I was yeah. curious about that. So they found her personally liable because she did because they were it was legal for them to get it. She just wouldn't do it. Yeah, and um, so they found her liable in both cases, but only awarded damages in one, which is interesting. Um, so that's interesting. So that she got away with that. Not, I mean, I shouldn't say she got away with it. She, the, it wasn't the county having to pay it. She's having to pay it personally. But I mean, now she'll appeal, and who knows how long that will take if they ever get the money. She but doesn't have the it's money. It's still yet. a good just. It's still some justice. At least they got their day in court, and they won in court. Yeah. So they'll do an appeal in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Supreme Court previously declined to hear an appeal from Davis's lawyers in 2020. So the appeal may not go anywhere. Because she's already tried to appeal. I guess she tried to appeal something else earlier. I don't know if it's related or not. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I only half listened to the other story. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, 
Yeah, so that's interesting. Well, and and then I have another sort of a sort of a find out story as well. Um, I guess the last of the folks involved in that attack on the Michigan governor, yeah, Whitmer, where they were going to kidnap her. Yeah, the the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Well, the last of them were all, were actually found. Um, they, they were acquitted. So now they were among fourteen that were charged in that case, mm-hmm. and nine of them uh, were militia members who have been convict- convicted, and uh, two were acquitted, and then I guess these two as well. Does that add up to fourteen? I don't think that adds up to fourteen. <laughs> I don't know. Those numbers don't quite add up, but nine of them did. But I guess so. That's the last of that. So that some of them were, were convicted, some of them were acquitted, and. You know, and I don't know the full details, but these guys sure didn't sound like they should have been acquitted. But I guess there just wasn't quite enough info or evidence against them. But they were found not guilty. So, I mean, that's over for those two at least. But some of them, some of the 14 were convicted. Nine, at least nine. Hmm. But that, so that's kind of, you know. So does that bring this all now to a close? Probably, yeah. That's probably the end of that, that now. Unless they come up with new things they want to charge at some point. That's good. That's scary as hell, man. Yeah. And you know, with the way things are going, that could happen again easily. Well, I think that's. Oh, that was the statement that um, the Whitmer's office issued a statement. The result of violent. They said the plot was the result of violent, divisive rhetoric that is all too common across our country, and that there must be accountability and consequences for those who commit heinous crimes. Without accountability, extremists will be emboldened. For office said in a statement. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly true, and that does worry me that that some of the folks who have done some of this stuff are getting off on some pretty light sentences. I mean, I still think there's a deterrent effect a bit because you're like, oh, they actually got arrested, and it looks like they're going to jail. But um, so there's some deterrent there. But when these jail sentences are short, and these people aren't even, they have no remorse whatsoever. Yeah, and and that goes back to um, you know we think that. Okay, so this they've gotten this sentence, they've been charged, and that that's, uh, and then it's done. But we do, they do have the Supreme Court. So that um, guy who just got the guy of the Proud Boys who just got Enrique uh, Tario, Enrique Tario is petitioning the Supreme Court, and to me that's terrifying. Well, and they don't certainly don't have to take it. They don't have to, but we'll see. I mean, so far the courts, have, even though you know the court has shifted right, but what is it now? A six to three favor, right, right to left, kind mm-hmm. of appointed judges. So far, I mean, yeah, they've done some, they've done some stuff like Dobbs and other things, but the lower courts have been, even ones that were appointed by Trump, have so far seemed to mostly be holding up the law. So I guess we'll just see how this goes, you know, and what happens on that. I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that justices would be... I mean, although you don't know what detail they might be looking at or who knows, but I don't know. I, I, I would I would think even this right-leaning Supreme Court would not be in favor of people attacking the Capitol. Well, the Republican um, nominee, the Republican nominee thing is, he's all for it. Well, sure, he is, but not convinced that... I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm terrified that... Um, what would become of that? Mm-hmm. And it's just because, like they say, nobody trusts the Supreme Court at all. Well, yeah, the, the, the trust in the Supreme Court has gone way down, and um, 
you know, obviously the trust in institutions in general has gone down over the last 30 years, 40 years. Um, but there's been a huge decline in the Supreme Court in the last couple of years, last five years. So do you want to finish up on something kind of fun? Let's do it. Okay, so um, <laughs> we're you and I, um, we've been married a long time. Um, our maturity <laughs> level sometimes for humor is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we we have a hard time taking things seriously, but... Fatherly Magazine. Have you ever heard of Fatherly Magazine? I have not magazine? heard of Fatherly Magazine. Okay. It's like, you know, there's all kinds of magazines yeah, for like, mo- mothers and right. parenting stuff. So it's just a father's magazine. But these are the seven keys to a good marriage. Oh, oh great. That should be perfect. What's this called? Um, happy marriages stay happy with seven signs of a rock solid marriage. All right. So you want to see um, how steady our ground is? <laughs> Let's check that out. Or, sh- or should we walk away and just go, nope, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we just scroll past that. <laughs> well, the first one is that they are friends and they have friends. And and by that, by have friends, I mean like they have separate friends? Yes. Or they, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to say right now, I do not consider you my friend. I consider you my husband. Mm, you're still... No, no, no. I confide on you more than I do my friends, but... I don't consider you my friend. You're my husband. Because <laughs> I expect a lot more of <laughs> you than I do my friends. Well, that's true. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm, I'm on board with that one. I think that's a good... Sh- do you consider me your friend? Yeah. Why not? I'm re- Okay, I'm really nice to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do consider me your friend? I do. Uh, in addition? No, I'm your wife. No? Okay. Yeah. They think like I'm a, wrong. They think like a team, number two. Which, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not really, no. Well, it depends on, like, the situation and the seriousness of it. Many, many times, especially when we had teens. Oh, yeah, well, the We teens had are, to pull ourselves aside and go. We're in this together. We're, we're the team, me and you, we're <laughs> right. the team. Right. They're the opposing team. <laughs> Why are you joining the other team? Right. Type thing. Right, well, the kids are good at that. Kids are very good at that. So... A true partnership, you hurt when your partner hurts. <laughs> well, again, depends on how serious we're talking about. And a problem for one is a problem for both. It's, n- it's not codependence, but interdependent. I don't, I don't like that language. I don't but, like that language either. But I get what they're saying, I think. So yeah, I would be, I'm on board with that. Okay. So what happened? Okay. That, is that... Well, you said there's seven. That's only like three, right, that we've done? No, we're done two. We've only done two? Yeah. All that was two? Can you? Can we work on the same team here, dude? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be on the same team. <laughs> okay, number three. Mm-hmm. They actuate the positive. Accentuate, you mean? Yeah. What did I say? Actuate. Oh, these spicy cocktails are getting to me. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, they actuate Yeah, okay. The Do we, though? I mean, it depends. I, we try. You try. You're the positive influence. But you then again, are the glass is half, not half empty. The glass is dry, bone dry. <laughs> not on all things. And I'm but trying to be married better. optimists engage in more positive problem solving strategies when uh, when there's conflict and show less decline in marital well being one year into the marriage. Well, we're way past that one, <laughs> one year. year. What year? That doesn't even count. (laughs) Okay. Number four. (laughs) I'm already laughing at this one. Okay. They know how to manage stress. That's... 
I mean, who knows how to manage stress? I mean, you know, it's like every we all struggle with stress. I mean, I, I don't know how. Unsurprisingly, stress management is one of the six areas identified as crucial to family harmony. I'm sorry, it's all, it's stress. It's all stress all the time. Well, and stress management, yeah, I mean, that's just a constant in life, married or not. And we we handle it in all ways. We eat. <laughs> all the good ways. We drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ignore. Yeah, exactly. It sounds we, like we're we, handling it great. We make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that cracked me up because it's like, um, well, okay, but on the serious side on that, one of the things that you've done with this overload, um, outrage overload, is that that we do realize that this, the stress for just day to day life is tough and that how are we going to and how to work this out well and trying to put it in perspective right you know how bad are things really kind of thing yeah okay stress management it's easy there's so many things that could be stressing us out on a day daily basis i know and it's so hard to and you get fed to the media's feeding you the stuff they want you to be scared all the time about everything and you go oh i'm not stressed then you go to the dentist they go um <laughs> you got, your, your mouth is full of stress fractures what <laughs> yeah I don't right. know what you're talking about. Okay, number five. They know how to manage conflict. Again, ignore. No, eat. come on. Yeah, <laughs> do all the regular things. Well, we, I, I'm, I'm going to say that it's so much easier with kids out of the house. I mean, I would not well, trade... Both I, on the stress factor and yes, on the, yeah. I would not trade my kids for a bazillion dollars. Because what a source of joy through all that too, but it's it's stressful and it's a lot of it is self inflicted um, right. stress. Because you got this whole other person you're so yes. concerned about. Yes, that you're you're still, and you don't really have control over. No, no, but you're still you're any less stressed out. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, how to manage a conflict? But I'd say that we're less likely to start yelling at each other, although we have known. To do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, well, sometimes, man, I have to yell at you to get your attention. It's true. It's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and number six is they enjoy spending time together. You know, and that's interesting because, like, we do so much stuff together than a lot of the other couples that we know. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they do so so rarely do they spend time together. Right. In some cases, not not all, but like it's... We take the dog to the vet together. <laughs> yeah. Remember the, at the school? At the school. That time. <laughs> we were just dropping off some papers and one of the students that we sort of halfway knew said, what are you guys doing here? And we said, oh, we're dropping off some papers. And they're like, it takes two of you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong, I they're guess. They're not but... wrong. But I mean, when, when we both worked in the house, man... We, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner together every single day. Well, and also we fought more when we were after we would be apart than when uh, we were together. You would go on those business trips. You come back, and I just oh f you for leaving me. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was on when you walked in the door. You are just. Uh. But yes, we do enjoy spending time together. All right, what's our number These seven? Are, and the last one. As they share a worldview. Hmm. No, I'm going to say this needs to be number one. Because if you don't share a basic value system with your partner, 
it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, that's true. But and I, but I also think you don't have to agree on everything either. No, 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 no. We don't. You don't have to agree. But because we know some couples that you know one side is just not allowed to have their own opinion about anything. Oh well. <laughs> but that but is that would you call that a successful marriage? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to judge, but. Um, but I I'm am. just saying. What that. are you kidding? I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that. Uh, but but yeah. So I mean, I think that. So worldview, the term there, I guess, is bothering me a little bit because I think it's okay to have some differing opinions on things. It I says think it's no. Okay. This this does not mean you have to be aligned on everything. That's silly and doesn't allow for room of growth. But that you share the same values. Yeah. So that's, that's what, to me, that's, that's a little different before. than worldview right. to me. But yeah, if that's what they're mean by it, then yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, I think it would be hard if you didn't have a baseline set of some values. And even there, maybe you differ here and there. But I mean, you have some core ones that you... And I don't even think you need to be like the same, you know, like when we vote on politicians. Right. You and I have not aligned on Everything. voting. Yeah. but But our goal is... I feel like this is going to help. You feel like it doesn't going to isn't going to help. And but our goal on this, we're is, sort of both trying to get to the same place. We're both trying to get to the same place, right? Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that probably is true. And I think that maybe what you know we've just been lucky that as our sort of values have, I don't think maybe our values haven't evolved that much. But as we've evolved as people, and I think our values have changed quite and matured. We've sort of yeah. matured on a path that kept that was still aligned. And I, and I think that's just sort of luck to a degree, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, but, but, um, but, and I think that's a lot of what happens over time is you do, you know, we were kids when we were first together, pretty much, right? So the fact that, you know, you, you change so a lot. I was definitely a child. And, and, and you know, a person changes Somebody a lot. Somebody should call the police. <laughs> a person changes a lot from those formative years. You know, and so you can you can easily start on a diverged path, and if, we we sort of didn't do that. If you think about where we met, and we met at, at a job, we had we both worked at the same facility. But if you look at the morals and the ethics in that, <laughs> in that at that institution or whatever, you and I like kind of by circumstance kind of found each other, and immediately knew that. Yeah, these, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we loved working there at that time because we were young and it was pretty much a it's wild... It's party city. It was a wild party, yeah. I mean, like, crazy. And you got paid, you right. know? And, but then it's like when we became, like, serious with each other, it was like, yeah, we got to get out of this. Because <laughs> this is just... This is fantasy land. Yeah, it was just two steps short of hedonism for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, yeah, it was closer to um, Mad Men. <laughs> I remember, like, being told to sit. Can you fill in for the receptionist all day? Because um, my my boss was getting his wallet delivered from a hotel he wasn't supposed to be at. <laughs> but he left his wallet there. And he didn't want the other receptionist to know. <laughs> Because uh, he was married. Oh gosh, <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. Right. Very mad men. Very mad men. Very like uh, sneak a cocktail at lunch, but he's not really sneaking it when the CFO hands it to you. Right. But yeah, it was. Um, so I have to say that like our value system 
maybe it's matured, but we we had a pretty similar value system to begin to begin with. Right, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you know what it didn't cut us off at an hour, so that's cool. And I I have a couple of other things that we can pick up on maybe next time. Nothing critical. Nothing quick. Well, I do have a real quick one, I guess. Okay. MDA, MDMA found to be safe and effective in treating PTSD in a phase three clinical trial. Researchers plan to submit for food and drug for so FDA approval in the coming months. Is that um? That's ex- Molly. Molly. Yeah. Hmm. So that's cool. I mean, that's been in the works for a long time. That kind of stuff has been some work has been shown about that. So that'll be interesting to see if the FDA really approves that for PTSD. That would be cool. And then I'm going to have to really start making my PTSD case. <laughs> Speaking of morals and ethics. <laughs> you can go back to him and say, she doesn't, I hate spending time with her and she doesn't share my views. We're in conflict all the time. Yeah. Totally stressed. Um, she's always negative. Well, I think we all have some PTSD over over the over COVID and the um, freaking lockdowns and everything else. Yeah, just that. But I, I worry. I think we're running into some more. They're coming up. Yeah, new vaccine comes out. So I don't know how you guys feel about it, but obviously, and it's gonna have, we're gonna have to pay this time. Our insurance is gonna have to pay. But I think Walgreens and CVS have said they're gonna make sure it's available even if you can't afford it. I have to. I was going to tell you that because um, I'm a little bit more on the social media side than you are. I mean, you look at some stuff, but I am. I've, I've cut back a lot. You've yeah. cut back a lot, but um, there are a lot of, and I and I guess just my feed, but a lot of explaining how a vaccine works and why it's safe, and it's by Nova. I have to. Now I'm I'm going to copy one. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. That, but I think it's interesting that my feed is full of, um, you know, aren't you afraid of a new vaccine? No, I'm not because it's based on old technology that's pride, that, that's proven and you just plug in the pieces and now um, it's going to make your body well, recognize it, it needs to fight this. And Yeah, I mean, even the mRNA, you know, yeah, it hasn't been used a lot in vaccines before, but that's been in, like, that was invented in, like, 1959. Yeah. So I was like, this is not a new thing per se. But yeah, so I mean, I'm not going to... The CDC recommends it for anyone over six years old. That's what I'll say. And, um, and uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously you can talk to your doctor or whatever, but we're going to probably do it. And, and again, if you don't think you can afford it, your insurance will probably pay. And again, I, I believe, and you can kind of check with this, but I saw some reporting that CVS and Walgreens would make sure it was available to people even if they couldn't afford it. And Rite Aid's going out of business. They are. They're yeah. done. Yeah. I didn't see that. It's getting. They're it's, not being bought. They're just going out of business. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I, usually those places consolidate. Well, I'm sure what's going to happen is that uh, Walgreens and CVS are just going to fill those holes. Yeah. But um, yeah. And All anyway, right. okay. Well. Well, that was good. I mean, hey. I think you know we didn't. Have, in some sense, we didn't have that much outrage this week. I mean, I think well, there's a lot of stuff I I'm left sorry, off the list. Bo- Bobo's outrageous, but yeah. we're just so we're so numb to her outrage at this point because it's like whatever. I mean, are you surprised that she rubs a guy's crotch during a a kid's movie? I don't know what I'm surprised about anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just know. don't know. I know. Yeah. You surprised I'm going to make you dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to make dinner? <laughs> we, should, we can go out. No, it's okay. All right. We'll, we'll we've, make already, we've already had some cocktails. Yeah, we better not go out. No, how about, how about if I make us some new cocktails? 
Sure. Okay. All right. Hey, love you. Love you. Cheers. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining in. <laughs>